You're listening to Country Music Legends, a special on the Brink podcast series where we focus our lens on the torchbearers of the greatest music on earth. Get ready to take a musical stroll down memory lane and hear stories that'll make you smile. Some of our heroes continue on, holding the torch high, and others have passed it on. In either case, the music star remains. Hi, Webb. How are you? I'm doing fine. And yourself? I'm doing great. Real happy to talk to you. This is Santa, by the way. I host Stone Cold Country. We um, like to say that we bridge the old with the new. Um, our mandated mission is to really bring the very best of both worlds together. So that's why we're real happy to talk to you today, especially in light of the new album that's coming out. I had the pleasure of listening to some of the cuts. I'm so happy that they included some of Webb's very early hits, like his first hit ever, Wondering. So that's fantastic. So I'm really happy to talk to you and find out more about the album and also hear some of the great stories you must have about your dad. Uh, we've, through the years, we've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, Webb, I really want to know what it was like to live on Curtiswood Lane. <laughs> Um, because I, I know that, um, firstly, um, I, you know, heard about the tours, you know, way back when, and I heard that the house is just, just something to see. I mean, just really impressive, um, a guitar shaped swimming pool and <laughs> silver dollar studded automobile. And so I, I mean, I'm just thinking that you must have some fond memories about living there. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, they set up the where the buses would come by and drop them off and go around the circle and come back and pick them up. And of course, you know, Dad built a, a ramp that would hold like four or five buses off the street. So oh, wow. It would, so it wouldn't bother the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, the city Oak Hill, when I hear Ray Stevens had a big problem with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I know they put a stop to it. Such a shame. Yeah. And he never put himself on. He always said his fans was what made him. That's right. And that, yeah. that's, that's why he did all this for him. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know. Between you and me, I think there was a little bit of jealousy there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A, a little jealousy and a lot of BS. Yes, there you go. I, I completely agree with you. Um, we have, you know, listeners from all over the world. And so we want to make sure, and from all generations of web. So, you know, from like, they were around 50s and 60s, like when your dad reigned supreme, 70s. But then we also have listeners like from my generation, even younger, like Gen Zer. That are discovering, you know, traditional, authentic country music. Uh, and so that's why talking to you is so important. And I, you know, want to make sure that they understand, you know, the impact that your dad had um, and that still has, you know, because his music still lives on. So firstly, I just want to call out some things uh, to like provide context and everything. So firstly, your dad, um, after Hank, you know, and of course, talking about Hank Sr., 
was gone. Right. Your dad was the honky tonk king of the middle fifties. There is no doubt about that. He had um, at least thirteen number ones. Okay, he had at least and maybe more. Uh, I would say forty top ten hits, probably more than that. He was right. a member of the Grand Ole Opry. He was also inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. He also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which not many country stars can say that. So it's really important to understand that Webb Pierce was just a <laughs> a force to be reckoned with, you know. And he continued uh, to have hits through the early '70s. So really? it's kind of, you know, really important to frame things, you know, in the proper lens so that everyone understands that Webb Pierce was a very important, you know, as it pertains to country music. Um, what would you add to that? Well, you know, one thing that from the older people that heard the music just showed that the different millenniums and Generation Z understand is that the music's that was sung back then was either done by personal experience, but it was all done from the heart. Right. But it it was, you know, a friend, you know, he sung about a, maybe a friend. Uh, it was actual two songs, you know, that stuff that happened and, you know, songs from his heart. That's right. Yeah, that's really important to understand that. Absolutely. He's, he, um, he really, in, in my opinion, um, encapsulates what they say country music is truly all about. And I think it was Harlan Howard who coined the phrase. He said that country music is three chords and the truth. And I think that we can absolutely say that Webb Pierce's music was Three chords and the truth. Right. So let's start with his first hit. So um, his first hit, from what I understand, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that Webb's first hit, it was his first number one, it was called Wondering. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow. Now, was that his first release, Webb? Uh, because um, when I was looking around, I was looking for... What was his first release? And I kept coming up with wondering. So are we saying that his first major label release was also his first number one? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That That is very hard to accomplish. Well, we're going to hear that song right now. And it does happen to be on this latest release so that everyone is, you know, hearing and they understand this is from the label Country Rewind uh, Records, and the album is called A Country Boy Singing His Heart Out, and it has all the major hits, There Stands the Glass, I Ain't Never, um, just, you know, about 14, 15 amazing songs. And we're going to start with Wondering, which was Webb's first number one and his first major label single, and here we go. <laughs> Kissing you 
morning if you're wondering to every hour to the day since you've been away I keep wondering yes wondering if you're wondering too I pray every night to the good Lord above to send back to me the one I really love wondering wondering who's kissing you wondering wondering if you're wondering too every Since you've been away I keep wondering, yes, wondering If you're wondering too I pray every night to the good Lord above To send back to me the one I really love Wondering, wondering who's kissing you Wondering, wondering if you're wondering too Every hour through the day Since you've been away I keep wondering, yes, wondering If you're wondering too Well, you must get a big kick uh, talking about your dad. I mean, I can only imagine you know, what your memories might be. Is there anything really special that stands out for you that you wouldn't mind sharing uh, in terms of, you know, living with your dad and just seeing the way that he was with his fans? Uh, because he is known as being a person that really put his fans first throughout his career. They were really the most important part of being, you know, a country music singer. Anything he could and do uh, for his fans, uh, he would do it. When they came up to the pool, they were there, and Dad didn't mind sitting out there and signing autographs or albums, whatever. Oh, he would actually come out and meet? Meet them when they came on the tours? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. They had the albums for sale there, and uh, uh, Dad sat out there and signed every one of them. Wow, that's amazing. That's great. That's fantastic. That really is. What is one of the fondest memories you have of your dad? Now, you know, that you look back and you think about him and, you know, just the wonderful career that he had and everything else. 
What stands out for you? Well, you know, it was it was rough for me because I couldn't live up to his expectations. Um, you know, me doing this or doing that and stuff. Uh, I just wasn't a music person. I was more of a hands-on. Right. You know, I think the proudest time I've ever seen him was when I joined the military. Of course, he was in the Army. I went into the Air Force. Uh, he was so proud of me doing that. But of course, back then when I graduated, you either went to college or you went in the military. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, bowling. Dad loved bowling. And, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we used to go bowling all the time. Uh, he had a tennis court built and a volleyball court built. And the people from church and their friends would come over and we'd all play volleyball. We'd play tennis. And a lot of times have a cook cookout for everybody. Oh, that's fun. Who was doing the cooking? <laughs> His manager, Max Powell. Really? Wow. He, well, he could cook up some mean ribs or steaks. Mm. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, I know your dad was in the Army, I think. During the early days of World War II, you know, um, from from what I understand. And, you know, it was a, a short stint, but he, um, and I think that was right before he um, started appearing in the uh, Louisiana Hayride. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. I think that's where he may have gotten his start in Louisiana Hayride. Because he was from Monroe. Is that correct? Right. Right. Um, but then he moved to Shreveport later. You know, um, something that a lot of people might not know is that your dad actually was instrumental in, um, in actually George Jones getting his break in the, uh, in the music business. So it's very interesting because George Jones was, you know, kind of a struggling artist in the uh, Beaumont, Texas area, Houston area. And uh, he was, you know, writing a lot of songs and everything. And he wrote one song titled Why Baby Why. And he recorded it. And um, your dad, <laughs> I read so line, you know, heard the song. They loved it so much. And they recorded the song. The song was a huge hit for them. And George Jones then... <laughs> became someone that people wanted to hear more about. And that, you know, that was back in his early days, of course, you know, when he was still in Texas. And that, the strength of that song, you know, because it was a hit for your dad and Red, actually, it really was what opened doors for George in Nashville. And he ended up moving to Nashville and he ended up performing at the Grand Ole Opry and, and that type of thing. So, that's something that a lot of people might not know, but it was the strength of the success of that song that George wrote and that your dad made it very popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to hear that song now. And actually, it's on this album. You know, I was looking and it is on this album, Why Baby Why? And let's go ahead and hear it.
Tell me why, baby, why, baby, why, baby, why you make me cry, baby, cry, baby, cry, baby, cry. I'm going honky-tonk and get as tight as I can And maybe by then you appreciate a good man Tell me why, baby, why, baby Why, baby, why you make me cry, baby, cry, baby Cry, baby, cry I can't help but love you till the day that I die So tell me why, baby, why, baby Why, baby, why Well, I don't know, but I've heard say That every little dog is gonna have his day You better pay attention, don't you dare forget Cause I'm certainly not just a little puppy yet I caught you honky-tonkin' with my best friend Now what I should have done was put you way back then Now I'm too old to leave you, but I still get sore When you come home, I'm feeling for the knob on the door Tell me why, baby, why, baby, why, baby, why you make me cry, baby, cry, baby, cry, baby, cry. I can't help but love you till the day that I die, so tell me why, baby, why, baby, why, baby, why. Okay, great. Fantastic. Yeah, I was um, very... Um, Surprised when I read that. I didn't know that that's really how George Jones, you know, got some attention from Nashville. You know, back then it was very hard to do that. Your dad was already, you know, one of those big stars, you know. And so just recording that song really made a difference for George Jones, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic, you know. Your dad seemed to um, to have kept like a very close circle of friends um, and everything. Um, what are some some of the ones that you remember that maybe used to come to the house that were big stars like him? Oh man! <laughs> well, you know, right off the bat, you know, I, these people to me, because I had been around them a lot, were like. Just like regular people. I mean, I never did. I didn't feel like they were big people. To me, they were just friends. Right. Yeah. That's good. Um, but, you know, you know, you got Johnny Cash, June Carter, uh, Horsemel Tillis. And uh, Wilburn Brothers. Mel Tillis, though, that is another name. He, at, your dad also was one of the ones that was instrumental in the career of Mel Tillis because he recorded a couple of his songs. 
And right. those songs did very well. Mel Tillis was just really an unknown <laughs> songwriter at the time. So that's another person uh, your dad helped, you know, just by recording his songs. Well, you know, during, during the life of my dad, the earlier part, you know, he had like Johnny Cash would open up for him. Uh, wow. Mel would open up for him. And something people don't really realize, but he also had Elvis Presley open up for him. Yes. Yes, I did read that. Isn't that just mind-boggling to you? My gosh, you know, Elvis Presley. Of course, you know, Dad never did get really any... Yeah, notoriety. Or credibility. Mm -hmm. Or credit. Right. I honestly, Webb, I honestly feel that your dad, I mean, I understand, yes, he's, you know, inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. That is, like, probably the highest, you know, bar that you could meet, right, in country music, you know, to be inducted, you know, obviously. A member of the Grand Ole Opry, that's, you know, great as well. But putting those things aside, Webb, I, you know, between you and I, I really don't feel like he's gotten all the credit that he really deserves. That's just me. Because some of these things that he did, he, you know, he never said, hey, you know, Elvis used to open for me. He never said, hey, you know, George Jones, you know, I actually, you know, was part of the reason why the doors opened in Nashville for him because I recorded. He never, like, all these awesome things that he did, he never once, you know, just, like, tried to take, you know, any type of credit for anything. Um, and he, he did so much. And I, I still feel like, even though he has all these accolades, Webb, I still feel like he really hasn't gotten all the credit that he deserves. Do you think I'm wrong? I agree with you totally. He told me all about Elvis and everything. And uh, I remember in 77 when the colonel called my dad because I took the phone call telling that Elvis was dead. Oh. Uh, and that, of course, upset my dad about it. But, sure. uh, you know, that there's a lot of credit that he's due that he never got, but he he was still my dad no matter what. Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So did you grow up in Nashville? I guess you must have, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So did you go to school with some of the other kids that had, you know, <laughs> mom and dads in country music? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Ray Stevens' daughters, I went to school with them, and uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Sonny Tillis, Mel Tillis' son, mm -hmm. we, used to hang, we used to hang out together. Uh, and then, you know, and, and it just seems like, you know, it's no big deal, just friends, you know. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. So this album has a lot of your dad's hits. Um, I'm going to play my favorite one in a little bit. But, Webb, I'd love to hear about your favorite song that's on this album that your dad recorded. Do you have one? Is it hard to pick? Or is there one that really stands out for you? <laughs> well, I love the I Ain't Never song. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, there's a lot to pick from, but me, I really like that song. Wow. Why do you like it so much? Do you like the sound, or is there something I, about I like, the song? Hmm? I like the beat to it. Yeah. I mean, you can you can actually sit there and listen to it and see it in your mind, you know, about the song. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a, a toe-tapper of a song, absolutely. And that one, I believe, was released back in um, 1959 originally. And it almost made the number one. You know, it's one of those songs that so many people have recorded. It's a great song, right? And right. When, I, when I started doing some research, I said, how on planet Earth did this song not make it to number one? It was number two, but uh, not quite number one. And I think that your dad actually uh, wrote it with Mel Tillis. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, let's hear it right now. song uh but let me tell you this is such a great album web it has so many just you know huge hits the sound quality is really good as well a lot of times with the older songs you know the song quality might not be there uh but this one is really good i was very happy about it uh, and you know it's important just to keep you know the music out there because as i was sharing with you or web you know, we have, again, audiences like that, you know, uh, were born in the 50s, you know, and all the way through to Gen Z's, you know, uh, kids that are in, you know, high school uh, and things like that. And a lot of like the, the Gen Z's especially, you know, um, they are growing up listening to the country music that's on the radio right now. And so they might not know 
you know, what, you know, traditional or hard country or honky-tonk country really sounds like, right? Because there's not a lot of evidence of that type of music on mainstream radio. Would you agree with me on that? 100%. So our, you know, our mission, Web, is like our motto says, bridge the old with the new. So what we're saying is, hey, you have to, you know, know where it all came from to really appreciate, you know, country music. It's not what you're listening to on the radio right now. That might be what it is now, but this is where it actually comes from. And, you know, and you have those uh, pioneers really like Webb, who, as far as I'm concerned, really took over after Hank, you know, passed on. That, I, you know, you would think that Lefty Frizzell would have been the one to carry on, but it just didn't work out that way. You know, he had management problems and things like that. His mentor died, Jim Beck, and, you know, and that type of thing. So um, your dad was just, you know, there, and, and he had great music, great style, great song. I mean, he was just a total package, you know. And so it's really important for... You know, those that are listening to understand, hey, you know, Webb Pierce, he was the real deal. You know, this is the, the kind of music that, you know, definitely is where country music comes from. You know, and this is what it sounded like. And, and then moving forward, you know, we're lucky to still have, you know, like Alan Jackson, right? And, you know. and then, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people that are still putting out quality, you know, country music that still, you know, kind of tips their hat to those that came before. So that's, to me, um, that's really important to do. And that's why, you know, this podcast and our blog and our, you know, radio station exists to make sure that no one forgets. And for those that are new to country music, so that they understand and can hear what, you know, traditional country music really sounds like, where it came from. And why it's important to still remember. Does that make sense right. to you? Oh, most definitely. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not trying to put down any country music not. singer. Um, you know, difference from back then is like I said, and these new people need to understand this. That again, this came. The singing back then came from the heart, and it came from experience. Right. Yep. We're kind of now these days, uh, it's, you know, okay, what do you people want to hear? You know, it's it's just songs of what people, you know, want to hear. It's, it's not the experience or the heart to it right mm-hmm. yeah yeah three chords in the truth <laughs> yeah you know that's what country music even people that don't like our music say that country music is authentic it's about authenticity you know right it's about being real it's about hey if you want to know about someone's life you know, George Jones, just, you know, you can read the lyrics to the songs they used to sing. Merle Haggard, your dad. I mean, it goes Lefty Frizzell, Hank, all of them. You can read about their life through their songs, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and so I agree with you. I think this is what you're saying. So 
So I think that what you're saying is that a lot of that authenticity, that really writing from the heart, thinking about things that you've been through, you know, the heartaches that you've had, the experiences, you know, the tears that you've had to shed, things like that. A lot of that is missing um, in today's, you know, modern, you know, country music. I, I think right. that's what you're saying. Is that correct or am I? That's, that's, that's correct. Yeah. So often, you know, you don't hear it. But, you know, like I said, I mean, we're happy, you know, we have, you know, there's still, you know, like George Strait and we have Alan Jackson and we have others that are coming up that are, you know, really staying true to singing about things that tug at your heart, you know, right. <laughs> things that you can, you know, really relate to. So, you know, you've seen a lot, you know, you were able to... uh really experience, you know, country music back in what they call, you know, the golden age of honky tonk, which, you know, we're talking about fifties and to a lesser extent sixties. You, you were able to grow up, um, in an environment where you saw some of the, you know, biggest stars and they happened to be your dad's friends. I know you didn't see them as stars or anything, but these were all very important people in country music and, and you're here today and you're listening and, you know, looking at everything that's going on. So I'd love, you know, before we play the last song, which is one of my favorite Webb Pierce songs, I'd love kind of some parting words from you. If you have like maybe a piece of advice for um, artists that are up and coming, um, a lot of them listen to this podcast. And so, you know, since you've been able to live through, you know, some of the best times in country music, um, you had a father that absolutely was one of the pillars, you know, really putting out great music, did a lot, you know, for country music. Um, I'd love to hear if you, you know, might have, you know, maybe a, a little advice for those um, up and coming artists that are trying, you know, to do, you know, maybe, you know, something similar now. You know, if they want to get back to the old country style, they need to open up their heart. Think about experiences, sing, you know, from your heart. You know, maybe you had a girlfriend break your heart or whatever, you know. That's that's what real country music was about. And, uh, you know, it, it might not exactly be, you know, the thing that right off hand catches on, but it will. It's coming back around. That's great. Why, that's... Just such a good piece of advice, Webb. It really is. And it is so true. It, it is about your experiences. Your songs should be lived in, you know. You know what I mean? They, they right. should be songs that really talk about what you've been through. Because, you know, that's the way fans connect with an artist, right? Because they're able to identify with some of the things that person went through because it might be similar to what they're going through or what they've been through in the past. And you feel like you're not alone, right? Right. And, you know, the other thing is they need to realize that if they make it, you know, it wasn't them that did it. It was the fans that did it. Yeah. That's absolutely 100%, you know, correct. I 100% agree with you. It's one of the, it's, I think it's what um, makes the difference between, you know, a, uh, some, a singer 
and a star. You know, your dad was a star, and it was because he always put the fans first. He cared about them. He opened his home and his heart to them, you know, through his music. He consistently did shows, even, you know, towards, you know, later in life, you know, in the 70s and everything. And, um, you know, he was one of those people that really sung about true things, you know, things that everyone can relate to. Anyone that's had a broken heart <laughs> can absolutely relate to a Web Pierce song, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. So, and I think that's what makes the difference, Web. I really do. Um, you know, when you're that person and you understand that even though you might have a number one, you understand that it's not because you're so awesome and great, even though you might be, but it's because you were able to connect with the fans and they exactly. were able to, yes. And so it's important to always remember that it's the fans that put you on the top, you know, and, you know, you owe them, you know, to, to be, you know, just an honest person, you know, and, you know, to write music that really comes from somewhere special, which is, you know, your heart. So that's, that's yep. fantastic. And it's like my dad always told me, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is so true. That's fantastic. Webb, I really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, I'm going to close out the uh, show with one of my favorite songs. With your dad, it's very hard to pick <laughs> because they were just all so good. But um, and And, you know, the fine folks over at Country Rewind Records did such a great job, Webb, picking these songs. You know, I don't know, um, you know, who made the decision in terms of what songs uh, were included, but um, they really did a great job in picking these songs. They're all such good songs. And I just want to remind everyone, so um, there's a new album out. It's put out through the uh, Country Rewind Records label, it's called A Country Boy Singing His Heart Out, and it is a new album from Webb Pierce, and we've been talking to Webb Pierce Jr., and all the songs on here are great, but I will say <laughs> there is one song that I really, really like, um, probably, I, I don't want to say more than all the others, but um, there's just something about this song, and this song actually back, you know, back in the day um, was considered a little controversial because, um, you know, even though this sounds unbelievable, um, a lot of country radio stations, you know, did not want to play songs that had to do with actually, you know, consuming alcohol <laughs> way back when, believe it or not, even though now it's a standard, you know, I mean, Country music, you know, absolutely we sing about, you know, drinking our little heartaches away. But when oh. your dad, yeah, but when your dad came out with this song, it was, you know, at first they didn't want to release it. And there was kind of a lot of back and forth from what I was reading about it. Uh, but at the end, they did finally release it. And because the fans actually <laughs> started calling the radio stations and saying, we want to hear this song. <laughs> so that also proves how strong a fan base your dad had. And do you know which song I'm, I'm talking about? 
Gotta be there, stands the glass. Yes, that's it. That is the song. Um, there stands the glass. And we're going to go ahead and close out uh, with that song. Webb, I really want to appreciate your time today. It's been my pleasure to connect with you. I'm so happy that there's a new album out that really showcases your dad's music and, you know, will ensure that your dad's legacy lives on. Well, I appreciate very much y'all are doing this. And uh, we just hope it does. There stands the glass That will ease all my pain That will settle my brain It's my first one to take There stands the glass That will hide all my tears That will drown all my fears Brother, I'm on my way I'm wondering where you are tonight I'm wondering if you are alright I wonder if you think of me In my misery the glass fill it up to the brim till my troubles grow dim it's my first one to take On the Brink, 2023.